So he walked 40 days and he did some teaching because he wanted to let them know he got up. He didn't want it to be a rumor, Sister Adams. He didn't want anybody, because see, that was a lie. Pharaoh said, put out a lie, like he always do. And Pharaoh is still putting out lies. He put out a lie that the body was stolen. He said they rolled the stone away and they stole Jesus' body. See, that's what he did. They put that out. Oh, he did. So Jesus said, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to have to walk around the earth for 40 days before I ascend so I can set the record straight. So he had a unique body. First he said, don't touch me. Then he's walking through walls. The next thing you know, he's disappearing and appearing. Then when he appeared, he sat down and broke bread and ate fish. This is scripture. This is not nothing made up. This is not hyperbole. This is scripture. And so then in the book of Acts, he told them before he ascended, as he gathered them all together, he said, I'm getting ready to ascend now. He said, I got to go. If I don't, then the comforter won't come. Now, I'm giving you a comforter called the paracletos, which is my spirit, the Holy Spirit, because that Holy Spirit can live in you. Oh, come on, somebody. Because you will do greater works than I did. I'm going to say that again. And I know we've been so traumatized and pulled down and so false doctrine taught. We're so educated and we're overwhelmed with information. There's something to be said about being a little ignorant. I was watching a football game and I was watching uh, Troy play Clemson. And the coach, somebody, the announcer said that the people in Troy, the, the players on Troy were so young that many of them did not really know about how powerful Clemson was supposed to be. Now, I know we want to be educated, and education is a wonderful thing, but sometimes, sometimes in your ignorance can be good for you. Sometimes you know so much, it hinders you instead of helps you. Uh, Y'all don't know. They didn't know they wasn't supposed to be Clemson. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't really realize they were playing the number two team in the country. They were just playing football. They said, he said, I don't think they're really aware and they're out there just running over everybody. And Clemson got hit in the mouth and was looking like, what in the world did these folks come from? Because they didn't, rec they, they, they didn't get intimidated. Remember I told you before, when your oppressor has you defeated in your mind to the point to where you say we can't win, then you've already lost. That's the, greatest, that's the greatest thing that slavery did. That's the greatest thing that Satan has done is to make you feel or give the illusion you can't win. And so if you feel you can't win, you are like a punch drunk fighter. You may be still swinging, but you're not swinging with any force. You're not living with any force. You're not living with any faith because you're just existing because in your mind you have already lost. And that is what's happening to believers or so-called Christians. And that is what's happening to black people. People who are like punch drunk fighters who do not believe we can win. But I'm here to tell you today that you can win because the God you serve, he has already won. And there is no failure in God. Oh, I tell you. So in the book of Acts, 
Any of you that got a Bible, you can follow along. I'm in the book. He said, I'm getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden, he, he called the clock. See, Uber wasn't the first pickup. Or the cab wasn't the first pickup. Uber wasn't, ain't nothing new under the sun. God called for a cloud. Y'all don't want no word. And the cloud came and swooped him up. And took him on up into the sky. That was his Uber back in the day. <laughs> the Bible says they looked at him. And he went up in the cloud. But before they did that, Keisha, they had to go through a process. Because he told them and gave them instructions. He said, you just can't go out any kind of way. Did you get that, man? You can't go out just any kind of way. He said, I want you to go to an upper room. Symbolic of a higher level. A higher level of thinking. A higher level of operating. A higher level of conversation. That's what we need to do. We need to go to the upper room in our attitude. The upper room in our talk with one another. An upper room in how we operate. An upper room in discipline. That's what we need to go do. Go to the upper room. God said, I don't want you to go to the low part. I want you to go to the high part. Because I don't want you to be the tail. I want you to learn how to be the head. And I want you to start functioning. Not from the bottom up, but from the top up. Because you should be the leader of the free world. You are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Look at your neighbor and say, go to the upper room. Go to the upper room. They got it, you on the lower room, you need to go to the upper room. See, everything that's classy is on the upper room. The penthouse is on the top floor. Everything is on the top floor. See, that's how God did. He put them in a penthouse. Y'all don't know. I, oh, I wish I had some saints and some believers this morning. God told him to go to the upper room. Learn how to get a mindset of a leader. Learn how to get a mindset. Learn how to want the best. Learn how to be the best. Settle for nothing less than the best. So he told him to pray. He didn't tell him to get down. He said it's time to get up. So he sent them to the upper room to pray. A higher symbolic of a higher level of consciousness. A higher level of, of discipline. A higher level of, of expectation. My expectation, brother, is no longer low. But my expectation is high. My, my discipline, my desire is no longer base. But my desire, as Paul said, he said, I've learned in whatever state I'm in, whether to be content, whether base or, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He said, but guess what? I still know that if I reach for God, Y'all don't want no word. He said he will give me the desires of my heart. He said I still know that if I follow God, then no matter what happens, I'm still striving for what the prize. How many of you are still striving for the prize? Oh, Lord Jesus. Now watch this. Watch this. Hold on. I'm going to finish this. This is free. Let's get back to it because I want to dispel something. Let me calm down. I get excited talking about the Lord. I get excited about talking about where we come from. Now, I want to say this. Christianity was taken from the African kings. Now, I, wanna, I have to deal with it because we face it all the time. Christianity was never a white man's religion. Whenever you conquer people, you steal whatever is theirs 
and you do what you can to make it your own. Constantine, y'all don't want any word. They had a meeting and Constantine took it. Come on, somebody. They began to debate what we're going to put in and put out of the Bible. But see, God was over it all. You don't hear what I'm saying? That's why, because if, if the Bible wasn't authentic, come on, somebody, then certain things that are in there would never be there. Because if I'm doing something and I'm writing something to get my advantage, then there are certain things I'm going to put in there. I'm going to make sure I'm very clear about who should be what and what should be who. I'm never going to put in there about killing. I'm not going to put nothing in there about pedophilia. I'm not going to put nothing in there about bestiality. I ain't going to put nothing in there about, about, about grace or mercy. I, I'm going to leave all that out. <laughs> God has always had a way when he wants to to come in and infiltrate. God can use anybody to bring things together. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't want no word. So what, they, what, what, what happened, the Europeans took it, and so what they did was they tried to Europeanize it. And the way they tried to Europeanize it was they tried to give the image that the God of the Bible was European. See, so it wasn't so much of them fixing and writing the Bible. It was that they're going to take it, and I'm going to make it sure that you, you make you feel like it came. It's called plagiarism. I'm going to steal it and make it seem like it came from me. Oh, y'all don't want no word. The greatest psychologist, uh, philosopher in all the so-called world, they call it Sigmund Freud. Henry Bernays is his nephew. And he's the father of propaganda, Henry Bernays, which is a great nephew of, of Sigmund Freud. Are you following what I'm saying? And the great philosophers, authors, and founders of psychology. Are you following what I'm saying to you? And if you look into Sigmund Freud's office, all he had around him was artifacts from Africa. Now, why would he have artifacts of Africa all in his office? You know why? Because that's where he was getting all that wisdom. He was getting it off the hieroglyphics and the study of Egypt and the study of Kemet. Come on, somebody. He was going back there getting it. So you can't disown the scripture. You can't disown the Bible because it comes from you. It's just been Europeanized to fit a certain people. Y'all don't want to worry who stole it from you. Oh, well, I wish I had a witness. So now, that's why God, in these last dispensations, especially with all that has come into pass, God is enlightening men and women of God all over the world. Hallelujah. To understand now, to bring it back to where it truly belongs. See, we're bringing it back all home. We're making it applicable to us. Not in the hereafter, but we're making it applicable to us in the right now. This is why in Mark, Jesus wrote what he wrote. He said, look, you haven't given up anything that I'm not going to give back to you. He said, a hundredfold. He said, not only in the hereafter, but right now. He said, and in the hereafter. See, this gospel is not just a hereafter gospel. They try to tell you that church does nothing but emotionalize 
the people of God. Now, I can't speak for every church. There are some, maybe that's all they do. But God is doing a new thing. Why? Because there is a new thing and a new dispensation that's taking place. And as I said in the text, a change is about to come. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A change is about to come. So he ascended, then the people stood and were faithful in prayer. They were on one accord, demonstrating the power that's necessary in order to get a real move of God. See, I'd have left that out. I'd have left out how unity breeds about success. This is why the enemy fights overtime to make you disunified, to make you divided. First in your own crazy mind. First, I got to divide you as a person. I got to make you fight against your own. Don't get upset at me because I say you're crazy. We act like we're unstable. Don't look at me like that because if we weren't acting crazy, we'd be in a better shape than we're in right now. Not only as black people, but also as Christians. And then also as a ministry, we'd be in a better place. But we keep letting the devil divide our mind. We have double consciousness, double-mindedness. James chapter 1 says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Unstable means I'm insane. Mean I don't know which way to go. I'm One time I'm a nut, one time I'm going, one time I'm not going. One time I want to build, one time I don't want to build. This time I want to pray, don't know if I want to pray. I'm following one minute, not following the next minute. Anything somebody tell me, it throws me off. I'm emotionally unstable. Everything moves me. I got no stability, no ground no firmness I know you couldn't clap because that probably that probably applies to everybody up in here I ain't I didn't expect no clap I know I know it probably applied to all of y'all you sitting there guilty unstable said unstable tossed to and from. Do you hear what I'm saying? Vacillating between two opinions. Partnering with people you shouldn't partner with. Putting the things of the world before you put God first. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? No, 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 no power to stand firm to protect what God put you in. Where your guts at? Where your, where your, where your strength at? Somebody come along, say something, that's it. You ready to abandon ship instead of standing firm. You can learn something from the gangs. You can learn something from the mafia. God gave us the best creed and code in the world. We won't follow it. Quick to jump ship. Don't look at me like that. I'm telling the truth. Quick to turn our back on the people that has helped us. Because they don't look so good. Everybody in here, because nobody is perfect, will fall into not looking so good from time to time. There are days you don't look as good as you did the other day. And you got to have people around you that can take you at your worst, just like they take you at your best. And I don't want nobody around me who can't accept my best. I mean, can't accept my worst, but all they want is my best. Because there are going to be times I'm not my best, and then I'm going to need a friend. Y'all don't want no word. I'm going to need somebody in my life that can see past how bad I look right now, but can celebrate and help me get back to the place where I'm at my best. That's why they say Jesus is closer than a brother. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. 
Because in, in, when, when, our, when our natural friends let us down, Jesus don't let us down. In the sense that he's still there. And that's why we always quote every Sunday, I think we get to it, we say he looked beyond our faults. And he supplies all of our needs. Boy, I wish our people around us did that. But we're so quick to accuse and to criticize because that's that nature from the devil. Because he's an accuser of the brethren. See, that's a demon spirit when you're an accuser of the brethren. Y'all don't want no word. See, black people, we've been so demonized. That's why I told you there's a paralyzing suspicion that goes into the, that operates in the black community. We tear each other down. We pull each other down at every thought. We don't want to support each other. We are, so, we are slow in supporting one another. We don't care about what, we only care about what interests us. If it don't interest us, if we don't get some benefit out of it, hey, you can bet you can count us out. Either that or we'll sabotage it because of jealousy and envy. Because we don't feel like you should make it if I ain't making it. And that same mindset is in the church. You got to watch who you partner with. You got to watch who you let into your atmosphere. Because you have people that smile, that look good. But their heart is wicked. Their mind is dysfunctional. Their spirit is coarse. You got to have conscious people around you. Because whatever's in the heart of somebody, it'll breathe on you. You don't, you don't, you don't deal with people just because they nice. What's your philosophy? What's your consciousness? What are you about? What is your character? Talk to me. Get information. Let me see what, how you think. What's your mindset? What's your belief system? I don't care because you nice. I don't care if you got some money. Fools got money. I need to know what kind of mind you got. And I'm not talking about somebody regurgitating a bunch of information that they got off YouTube. See, there's a difference between somebody memorizing and regurgitating information that they got off the TV or got off the media. I want somebody that believes what they're saying, that lives what they say, because the proof of the pudding is in the taste. I ain't got no witnesses. Jesus said it all the time. He said this. He said, I'm going to prove to you. I can say whatever, but I'm going to prove to you. I'm going to prove it because I'm going to heal this man. I'm going to prove it to you because you're going to destroy this building. But in three days, it shall, come, it shall rise up again. Every time he said something, he proved it. He said, don't worry. He said, I know Lazarus has been in the grave for three days. He said, but don't worry. He said, I'm, I, I, I'm going to show you the power of God that even though I seem late, I'm still on time. Court, that was for you. Look, even though God may seem late, he's still right on time because he got. Now, I want, that's, that, that, that right there is for all of you in here right now. Okay, that right there. It, it, it hit court first, but it's for all of you in here because some, most of us, all of us in here, let's just say all of us, ain't no need to lie. All of us in here feel like God has been late on something. Something had, oh, you know, don't, 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 don't play holy tonight. That's the truth. It's the truth because you don't have everything you want to have. Whether it's job, relationship, no matter what it is, even just being who you are in America today, it seems like God is late. 
Because there are still injustices, inequalities that we still don't have. And the people that, are, that are, are against Christianity and the people that are against you will tell you, you've been praying for years and years for certain things and it still not have manifested itself. But even though God seems late, I'm here to tell you, he's still on time. All of us right now, myself included, no, I'm, oh, hold it. We got some things right now, let me deal with this. We got some things right now that we would like to have manifested in our life. Some of you have put money on it, being obedient. I'm going to deal with that in a minute too. Because that's another thing they tell you. We're going to talk about it. Let's deal with it. Then, some of you have tried to pray, come to church loyal. At least you try to, even when you're in a bad mood. You still get here. Even when you're hurting, yes, you say, Lord, I made it. Yes. No matter what your circumstances, you, you at least try. Yes. And, and don't think that God don't see you trying. Right. Because don't think also, I want to say this to my believers, and I'm going to talk to those that's putting forth an effort, that's listening to people sitting at home, watching TV, eating sugar smacks, making, making big breakfasts, going fishing into Six Flags, while you sacrificing to come to the house of God and they sit there and whisper in your ear what a fool you are I want you to realize that God see you and God see them and y'all don't want no word and that God as the word of God say I will repay every man according to what he has sown <laughs> and so they're looking at you and say you ain't got nothing bigger it seems than I have yet you're going to church yet you got your giving money yet you're doing certain things but it don't seem like your life is any better than my life so they try to say to you why even do that when it don't seem because there is a day what they call reckoning y'all don't want no word see there is a day when you got to reap what you sown and so even though it looked like the wheat and the tear is growing together, there is something that's going to happen to the wheat and there's something that's going to happen to the tear. That's why God said, your living ain't in vain because sooner I will repay. Y'all don't want no word. Hold it, hold it. Plus, you got to realize there are blessings that we don't recognize. There are blessings that we don't readily acknowledge because we are deacon. We are so used to them that we take them for granted. Oh, y'all don't want no word. So, so the people in your life who don't acknowledge God or who have false doctrine or who say it don't take all that, they don't recognize, neither do you recognize the blessings you have that they don't readily have. Because many times what we've done, minister, what we've done, Sister Keisha, is relegated blessings in the form of how big my house is, how beautiful my car is, what kind of clothes I wear, and what my bank account is. But see, there are blessings that go unseen. <laughs> when God, when the bills come, they come to the, in it, to the, to the, to the unsaved and to the saved. Now, to the, to the unsaved, they got to hustle and bustle and scheme and plot and do whatever they got to do to try to make ends meet. 
to the saved to build come. And all you got to do is look to the hills from which cometh your help. There's a favor. Y'all don't want no word. And they can say, God loved me like he loved you. He loved you, but you don't benefit. I'm going to take that lie down right now. God loved me like he loved you. He do love you. But you don't benefit from the favor of God. Because if you're not for me, that's what Jesus said. He said, if you're not for me, you're against me. If you're not helping my cause, you are hurting my cause. Yes, he loved you. But you've got to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. God don't finance wickedness. He don't bless a mess. And even though many of us who are on this side, we still yet becoming. Because we all we are becoming, we're evolving. So people see us, they don't see us all the way changed because really there is no such thing as being all the way changed. I'm forever evolving, Deacon. In other words, I'm not what I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be. So what they do is they attack you and say you're a hypocrite, ain't nothing changed, but they don't understand you're going through process. I wish I had a wisdom. Oh, you, you, oh, come on, somebody. You're going through what they call metamufu, metamorphosis. You are being transformed. And while you're being transformed, there is still a resemblance of who you used to be. Because as long as you're being transformed, that means there will still be some old Robert. There'll be some old Anthony. There'll be some old Laurie. There'll be some old May. There'll be some old Deidre. There'll be some old, y'all don't know what. Because I'm being transformed. Don't let people uh, yeah. don't let people rain on your parade. Amen. Let me let me calm down because I, I get excited. Let me let me walk through it. Y'all all right? Yeah. Uh, are we all right? Because I'm helping somebody here. Hold it, hold it, hold it. My God in heaven. Watch this. Now watch it. Now I didn't plan on this today, but did God had to do some things. He had He had to unplug some things. Some of y'all plugging back up to the matrix. And you need to understand the foundation of your salvation. Your religion ain't religion, it's relationship. Europeans made it a religion because they want to Europeanize it. But God never meant for it to be a religion, just like he didn't mean for Moses. He, did, he didn't want cities. He wanted Moses and them to be a moving tabernacle. But then here come Nimrod building cities. Am I helping somebody? Am I teaching the Bible today? Y'all need Bible teaching. Let me go on and give it to you. I ain't got to open the book. I know what I'm talking about. Got the book inside me. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I decrease because he increases. See, God is speaking right now. Not Porter, but God is educating somebody in here. He get all the glory and honor. All the praise. I couldn't do it if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. God in me the hope of glory. That's the power you follow. You follow the power within. Not the personality of a person. That's politics. That's lies. Churches become political. I don't care nothing about a man being perfect, but let him have some power. Let him be sincere. Let him have the truth inside of him. When he opens his mouth, then I can feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. When he opens his mouth, the truth reverberates through my spirit. And I know God is in the building. How many of you know God is in this building right now? The power of God is in this building. And he's going to transform you into something that eyes have not seen. Now, 
back to this deed thing. So now he's always on time, even when it doesn't seem like it. Because God understands time because he's the progenerator of time. He holds time in his hand. Time is in my stereon, which I teach many times, which is mystery, because it cannot be fully understood. As he began to descend, he had to sacrifice because there had to be a sacrifice for the wages of sin. But a sacrifice that would be sustained because he was sinless. So in other words, he was the only person that could be used as a sacrifice because he did not sin. 